Welcome to the Bethel World Outreach Church Podcast. It's our prayer that wherever you are in life, today's message will help you draw closer in your relationship with God. Enjoy the message. Father, minister in and through us, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, Psalm 29. Psalm 29. I'd like to start from there, and then I'll just comment on certain things from that psalm, and then we'll tell three stories, and then we are out of here to go and grill. (laughs) I want to hold you long. Amen. So the psalmist says, Give unto the Lord, all you mighty ones. Hallelujah. I love that. Go give unto the Lord. You are the mighty one. He wants to say, Give unto the Lord glory. You see there? You know, some in my mind is that we are looking for God to glory, give us glory. But here he is saying, Give unto the Lord. God is expecting from you and from me glory. The Bible says when Abraham was fully, fully, he he became fully aware of what God wanted him to do. Fully persuaded that God could do what he said he would do. He said he give God glory. Hallelujah. So, You mighty ones, you the one who he has placed his mighty power. You know, all of the time we're on the 24 hours of prayer. One of the prayers we were praying from Ephesians that he was strengthening us with mighty power. All right. Now that you have that grace and that power within you, the Lord said, give unto the Lord, all you mighty ones, give unto him what? Glory. Give unto him what? Strength. Ascribe to God what is due him. There are so many things that are happening around in the world and right here in our country today. And so gloomy, so dark, and sometimes you almost want to ascribe that to the enemy. But God is working behind the screen, you know. I call it a smoke screen. If Joseph had known that God was going to use all of the routes that he had taken by putting him in the pit, by putting him in Potiphar house, the prison, you know, that he was on his way, he wouldn't have believed it. Hallelujah. So if God told us that this year is the year of glory, but we don't see it, Hallelujah. It is left to us to glorify God. Are you here with me? He said, give unto the Lord glory that is due his name. Hallelujah. And then he tells us to serve the Lord, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. You see that? And some people would just think, you know, that means I must wear a white robe. You know, no earrings, no makeup. Some people go that far as no shoes. He says, worship the Lord in the beauty of being all encompassing with the Lord. 
all right? Worship the Lord with everything that you have. Give him all your energy. Give him all of your strength. Give him, young people, give him your youth. Hallelujah. That is the beauty. That word holiness is like I am totally given to the Lord. Hallelujah. So we give all the glory and the glory that is due his name. And he says that I should worship him or I should serve him with my everything. Everybody say everything. Then the psalmist introduces an idea about the voice of the Lord. You see it right there? The voice of the, he says that there is a connection between the voice of the Lord and the glory of God. I want you to see it. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. I think it's in Isaiah 55, where he says there, as the rain, you know, comes down to the earth, and it waters the earth, and it gives bread to the eater and seed to the sower, the rain has a purpose, it does not return to itself void, he says, the rain there, he says, God's voice is compared to rain, to water. The water has a purpose for coming. Hallelujah. And God's glory, God's power is similar to rain. God's power, God's glory is in his voice or is in his words. Are you here with me? And he said, the God of glory thundereth. So this is not just any ordinary rain. This is power rain. He goes on to say the voice of the Lord, he describes the voice of the Lord as being powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. Hallelujah. That's a kingly voice. And please, we're not looking for a voice that, you know, you're sleeping and you have a dream and you hear the voice. Says, I'm not talking about that. We give voice to the word of God. So this, this voice is your voice. And he says there, when you align your voice with the word of God, it is powerful. Hallelujah. He said it is full of majesty. It has authority. Just like a king making a decree, God's word in your mouth is powerful. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? He said it thundereth when you're speaking to the enemies, to principalities and to powers. There's thunder that's come. There's lightning that's coming from your mouth. Are you here with me? Because look at look 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 at verse five. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. It breaks things when you speak God's word. Hallelujah. Things that are strong. When you talk about cedars, it's a strong tree. And even the cedars, this particular tree that grows in Lebanon, is the long-lasting 
is it lives for a long time and is very sturdy and strong. And he says there, God's voice breaks things that grow from earth and are strong, those strongholds, things like racism. God's voice is able to break the cedars. Are you here with me? Hallelujah. And then he says he makes the skip, the, the, them also to the skip like a calf, Lebanon, Syrian, like a young unicorn. That means he restores youthfulness to old communities. The voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. I told you, it's like lightning coming out of your mouth. You know, sometimes I used to believe it's just going through the road when you are praying. That I'm just, it's just like a spiritual exercise. It's almost like prayers had no power in it. But this scripture, I want you to keep it in your mind as we go through this word, you know, that God's voice, which is yours, when you look at this, it seems as if only lightning. But if you have a creative mind like mine, <laughs> it's almost like a reactor. The splitting of an, at an atom. He say, it, it breaks the fire, it splits this into two. Hallelujah. It's powerful. Like the atomic bomb, it can change things. Hallelujah. If you want a scenery of your life or your country or where we are living things to be changed, you need to raise your voice in accordance to the word of God and make some, declara some bold declaration concerning your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where you want to see your life in the next five years, I dare you to open your mouth and just make a declaration right now. Hallelujah. Open your mouth and just, hallelujah. The voice of the Lord thundereth, he says. And, that, and that, that, that's glory. The glory of the, it's the presence of God. It's the manifested presence of God. The last time I talked about how the God's presence is everywhere, but we don't see it all of the time. But God's manifested presence is God's glory. And it comes when God's people recognize that their voice, when they give voice to the word of God, it is powerful. Hallelujah. He said he makes them also to skip like calves. The voice of the Lord divides the flame of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the hinds to calves. That is, he gives birth. Hallelujah. The voice of the Lord discovereth the forest. And in his temple, everyone shout glory. Shout glory with me. Hallelujah. One, two, three, let's hear glory. Hallelujah. 
in his temple, when we see God doing several things, as you can see here, causing, causing birth to take place, removing trees, you know, God is just moving things up and down, and it overwhelms you. When such a thing happens, all you can say is what? Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Can we shout again? Glory. So much is happening. So for us to contend for the glory of God that he said, that he has given unto us, all right, there are just several things that we have to do. I just say I want more. I'm not satisfied with the status quo. Hallelujah. So let's just go on. Those who will contend for the glory of God, you must thirst for more. You must, you must want more of God. We have all of God that we can ever have. It's a Jesus Christ in you, the hope of glory. He, he lives inside of me. But even though he lived in Paul, Paul himself asked that I may know you. I want to know you more. I want more of you. That's in, in, in that regard. I can just be satisfied with coming to church on Sunday. So when we look at that, let's look at John 7, verse 37 to 39. There's a story there, and Jesus is at the temple, you know. It's in the last day, the last day of the great feast, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood up. <laughs> you can't imagine that. The one who we, 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 uh, we paint as being very, very nice. He doesn't break the status quo. All right? Just, I want you to, if you've ever been in a, a high mass, a Catholic service, I'm from an Episcopal service. I was an usher. They call it an acolyte. I know how mundane the service can go, and the priest is in at the altar going about his rituals, you know. I, I can remember that when it's time for communion and my uncle was the, 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 the bishop and he would go and, uh, you know, he comes to the altar and he bows and we must ring the bell, ring, 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 and then he lifts up the cup, ring, 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 and he comes back. I mean, they're the going about <laughs> you know, the rituals, and Jesus is there, and this service is supposed to be about him, but there's nothing about him. People are just going about their traditions, and it, it, it irked him to the point Jesus stands up in the service and yells. <laughs> you know, I said, this, this is not like the Jesus, you know, that is portrayed. He's supposed to be like a gentle lamb. He stands up and he says, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> I'm tired with this thing, man. I'm tired of you guys going through motions. And he says, if any man wants more, if you are thirsty, 
And that means that Jesus was not just talking to anybody. Jesus speaks here to only those who are thirsty. I don't want to, I don't want to, if you don't, if you are not thirsty for more, this is not for you. Our Lord Jesus says here, if you are thirsty, you are the one I'm speaking to. And if Jesus was here today, he would say, meet me in the parking lot of glory. <laughs> Stop. Stop just staying right here, coming, going through the motions. You come to service. You come and do your usher work. You come and do your security work. You do all that there is, but you don't come. He said, if you are thirsty, what should you do? Come to. Yes, it's possible. A lot of people come to church. A lot of people go to youth church. That doesn't mean you have come to Jesus right there in that service. So many people were there, but they didn't come to God. They were there to do their own thing, but God is saying here to hear the word of the Lord. Come and come to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Young people, thank God for the songs. Thank God for Uncle Varney. Thank God for your friends. But when you come, when we gather the this, you must put it in your mind. I am going to worship in beauty of holiness. I'm taking my entire being, spirit, soul, and body to go and worship and serve my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, if any man is what? Thirsty. Let him come to me and drink. Can I hear the word say drink? He said drink. He didn't say think. <laughs> yes. Come and swallow all that I have, all that I have accomplished, if you can, if you want more than just mundane Christianity, come to Jesus and believe. So believing there is synonymous to drinking. Hallelujah. You know, you sw- can you, t- Jesus like, can you take this? Can you swallow this? Do you have so much strong desire concerning the things of God that you can believe? Are you here with me? Even our Lord Jesus Christ, he, he experienced this. You remember on the cross, if this be not your will, take this cup away. On the cross, the scripture says, after all was done, he made sure every iota, everything in the word, every promise the Lord and Father had made, all now was accomplished. And then he said, Bring it on, Daddy. I thirst. I, I strongly thirst. I desire the salvation of mankind. 
if you want more of God, if you want more of the glory to be experienced in your life, you must thirst for it. Hallelujah. If you want to see God's glory experienced in your life, you must do what? Thirst for it. That means that you must believe. I want to show you how to believe. I want to show you quickly before I just go. The scripture says that I believe, therefore I speak. Hallelujah. I believe that means there are two things that are concerning believing or thirsting. If you are thirsty, there's just two things. Listen, listen, listen. I must acquire knowledge. I must know, hallelujah, what God is saying. I must understand what God has said concerning this particular thing, hallelujah. How I must worship him, how I should give to him, what I should do. Once I get knowledge of that, this is what God wants of me. I must then take the next step of believing and start to say it in the name of Jesus. You can't believe with your mouth shut. <laughs> you, are you listening to me? Hallelujah. Glory. So that's the first story. I, I don't want to take long. The second story. Marvin, let's go to the second story. Second Kings chapter 4. If you want to contend, if you want more of God, you got to make room. You got to make room for the glory of God in your, our lives. Second Kings 4, it said, now it happened. You know, Elijah went to Shinnom, this place, and there was a notable, somebody of the scripture say there was a, a great woman, and she will normally constrain Elijah to come into her house to eat whenever he passed by. This was the double portion of God's anointing. This was the manifesting glory of God. Okay? And whenever he came her way, she will constrain him. Please come have dinner with us. So it seemed as if he made it now a habit. It was a customary thing for him. Whenever he came here, he would stop by and eat with these people. And then this lady, after a while, she, you know, I do not know what was happening in her life. I want to believe, you know, there were droplets of blessing because of this man dining with them. And she perceived, when, you know, the scripture says she perceived. So she went to her husband, darling, I perceived that this, this, this man, you know, he's not an ordinary man. Yeah. So, is it possible? Now, we're talking about during a time where women had no voice. Okay. I didn't see people picket there or protest there. I just know women didn't have that kind of clout. The men had clout. But for this woman, Scripture just picked her. I didn't see anything about her husband. They said she was a notable woman. So, this woman had she had influence for her to go and tell her husband about another man. <laughs> oh man, I can see Pastor P about to get vexed with Mrs. P. 
<laughs> I've been here ever since with you. You never built another house for me. And you know, <laughs> I would tell her a thing or two. Let's build a place for him in the upper, you know, right up there, build a room for him because, I, you know, he's, he's a man. She made room for the Spirit of God. She made room where the double portion of anointing could stay, could rest, could remain, could just abide where she was. She was not, she was not manipulative. She was not forcing him. She just made room. I'm just asking that Bethel, hallelujah. I'm just asking you who have come here this, this afternoon, this evening, that can you find it within yourself to make room for the living God in your life? As soon as we said we're going to number two, phase two, and everybody started to go back to work all, oh, and with 24 hours around the clock prayer, went out the window. Can we make room? He himself, I tell myself, you know, this COVID-19 experience, Lord, may I not have gone through it in vain. I mean, all distractions were removed in order that room can be made for you in your church and in my life. Now that things are opening and people are going back to normalcy per se, Lord, may this be the, the new me, that, that that room that I carved out during the COVID-19 for you, I don't want to just close it down. I'm here to tell you to make what room for him. <laughs> so she made the room. And after she made room for Elijah, watch it. The double sat down and he said, oh, what does this woman want? You know, he sent his servant to go and find out. Now the God's grace, God's power is not after you trying to bless the socks off your feet. Hallelujah. And she went and came to her and said, look, I, do you want me to go and put in some word to the king for you or his, 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 his number one lieutenant to tell the, to, she said, Look, sir, I have no need. I, I'm not a refugee. I'm not an immigrant. I'm living in my own country. <laughs> you read that. She, she, that's what she said. I, I, I'm, I, I live amongst my people. I'm favored. <laughs> All right? So, the servant had done his homework and he came to Elijah. She, she has been believing God for a child. <laughs> you know, this particular thing, she's a notable woman. She's a great woman. She's a, she, she has influence with men, her husband. But this particular thing she could not do. This is only a thing that God could do. Hallelujah. So right away, listen to the voice. Hallelujah. The voice that is powerful. The voice that is filled with majesty. He says there, type of time like this next year, 
when I come, there will be small feet running in your house. She said, my master, don't joke with me. He said, no, 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 I'm not kidding you. She did give birth, if you know the story. She gave birth. I'm telling you, when you give room in prayer, in worship, when you give room, the Lord blesses you. Are you listening to me? Exceeding abundantly. He blows your socks off. You, you just know this is of God. This is not me. The boy goes to the farm with his dad one day. And he says, oh, daddy, my head is hurting. He takes the boy. Place him in his mother's, in his servant's arm and say, run, take him to his mom. He dies in his mother's arm. Watch this. This woman picks up the boy and takes him into that room that she had carved out. If you have not carved out a room in prayer, all right, where you know God did this for me yesterday. Hallelujah. It's like a testimony. If God did it for Bishop Johnson, if God did it for Pastor, if God did it for this person, God can do it for me also. Hallelujah. The word of God tells us we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. That's room. You make room in testimony. She takes the boy and places him on the prophet's bed. And then she goes down to her husband. Get a donkey for me. Where are you going? I'm going to, to that prophet. Listen to, you know, some men can be so dense. <laughs> he said, it's not the full moon. It's neither the Sabbath. Why, why, why are you going to service? <laughs> How dull spiritually he is. All right, this woman just tells him, it shall be well. All right, hold your peace. She gets on the donkey. She runs to the man of God. The man of God is searching within himself to find out what she, what, 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 and he cannot find. The spirit of God is not telling me anything. He said, go, go, get her. Before she comes here, before she meets me, go and find out why she's coming. She goes and she said, it is well. I want to believe God himself wanted this woman to speak faith, to open her mouth. And tell this man of God one, two, or three things. When she got there, she looked at him. I told you not to mess with me. I told you I didn't ask for this child. You give him to me. Now the child is dead. You know, we're all supposed to come to that place and know children are a blessing from the Lord. You know, sometimes we, oh, we wash over them as though we are the ones who can protect, keep them. God is the one who can do that. And because she made room, we know the end of the story. She got her child back. May God give you that which you have lost. May God give it back to you. In the name of Jesus. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. My last story. Hallelujah. Pray without season if you want to see the glory of God. If you want more, you need to re get to the place that you are praying nonstop. Hallelujah. We all know the story. 
Elijah, that's James 5, 17 and 18. Elijah, the scripture says he was a man like us. You know, God had given him a word and he had prophesied that it was not going to rain for three and a half years. And it happened. And now God has spoken to him and said, it's going to rain. So Elijah went up to a mountain. I love the story. And he begins to pray. But what I love about it, you know, Elijah gets on his knees and he puts his face down. The scripture says, we look not at the things that are seen. <laughs> he refused to look at the circumstances, the situations, because those things are temporary. So in his prayer, he bowed his head between his legs and tells his servant, you go and see. <laughs> Listen to this. I'm talking about praying without season. God had given him a word. He knew what God had said. It is the same God that had said it was going to rain, and he prayed, and it did not rain. <laughs> It is the same God who now is telling him this. This is the same word that had come to him. So I believe that he knew, but he needed one more person to agree. Oh, oh goodness, hallelujah. He needed one more person to agree. So the servant came, one, no. Came back, no. Nothing. I don't know. Between... <laughs> How long it was, whether that one hour I gave him to pray so I can go out there. It had not rained for how long? So when, when he finally comes to the place, I believe that that cloud, like a man's fist, was always there. <laughs> if, if it has not rained for three and a half years, what is a cloud of a fist, but this guy got to believe. He got to touch and agree with the man of God who has said it's going to rain. So after one time coming back, nothing. You go, I think Elijah was ready for him to go a hundred times. All right, one, two, three. And that's how it is with some of us. You pray one time, nothing. You pray two times, nothing. You pray three times, nothing. You pray four times, nothing. And then some people give up. We say, do not give up. Scripture says we should pray without ceasing. Hallelujah. If you are hungry, if you are thirsty, we must come to the place until God does what he said he would do. We cannot let up in prayer. The voice of God is powerful. The voice of God is full of majesty. It breaks the cedars of Lebanon. So we cannot give up. If God has promised a thing, he is able to bring it to pass. Are you here with me? And I believe that 
a move of God will be lost to a generation unless we are taught a move of God. All right? And we, we, can, we, can, we can let, you know, things just slip out of us like this. A thirsty person is desperate. Because you are desperate, like that lady, one of the move of God to see the glory of God, when you want more is to give. This woman was a giver. She built an entire edifice for God, for the presence of God. She wanted more. And because she wanted more, she was ready to make room. It says she put a bed there. God does not sleep, but God can rest. Oh, goodness, hallelujah. She put a bed there. She put a chair there. She put a table there. She furnished it. She said when he come, he should relax. Hallelujah. I'm telling you during this time, this time we said it is the year of glory. You want to see more? You got to give. Hallelujah. You can't just give just a little bit. You say he will multiply your seed that is sown. Not only giving. Hallelujah. You see Jesus, he lifted up his voice. <laughs> Singing is another move of God. Hallelujah. That in a time when we see things are dark and things are just terrible, this is the time that we should lift our voices like the, the, the guys in prison, Paul and Silas. Lift your voice. Let the other prisoners hear you. Hallelujah. Let other people hear you and you lift up your voice. And Jesus was not shamed. He was not afraid when he stood up in the temple where other people were just looking at him and he lifted up his voice. I say he sang his song. If any man come after me, let him thirst. Hallelujah. Are you, are you, are you here with me? You, you, you thirsty, you really want more, you should learn how to dance. Dance like David danced. <laughs> I'm, talk, I'm talking about, you know, I want the glory of God. Let your friends, they don't have family, what are you dancing about? Nobody got a job. They're closing school. They're doing this. Why are you singing? Why are you dancing? My wife said yesterday she passed in the community, and these people, everybody just roasting. Everybody just having a party. The unbelievers can have party, and at the church, just, you know, sometimes we just like. We should be, <laughs> I talk about ridiculous joy. It's a joy full of glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We should be people of laughter, <laughs> you know. I know you got your mask. Let me put my mask on so we can laugh together. <laughs> okay, okay, let's laugh together. 
Yes. <laughs> when they come and bring the bill, they don't have the money to pay. <laughs> yes. You know. They say laughter is medicine. Good medicine. So when you, those of us who have come in this place, there are people who are so intimidated to come because of the virus. Let me tell you, other than washing your hands and putting on the whatever you have there and the social distance, where you're going out of this place, even now, just be laughing. <laughs> they say God sits in the heavens and he what? Laughs. So if my God is laughing, I laugh with him. <laughs> Devil, you can do me nothing. Hallelujah. Glory. And when they told Elijah, it's a fist. He said, that's enough. And he began to run. Running is another means where you, you see the glory of God taking place. Just a fist. He said, I hear abundance of rain. And he began to run. When you see people running in a service, that's acceleration of God's blessing upon their lives. Hallelujah. Hey, you... Uh, you know, I, I close with this. There's a man, he saw his friend dancing. And that whole night, the man was dancing. So he went to God in prayer. Lord, give me a dance. <laughs> Lord, give me a dance. Whole night, he asked God for a dance. He went to the second service. There was another sister there, and she danced all on the stage. And he waited for his dance, and his dance never came. He went back, cried to God. God, give me a dance. And then later on, while he was alone, he heard a still small voice. I don't give you a dance. You Give me a dance. <laughs> so if you're waiting for God to catch on your feet and you say, Look, I feel with the Holy Ghost so I'm dancing, you late. <laughs> you're waiting for God to come and take your tongue and shake it and say, blah, 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 before you can speak in tongues, you late. <laughs> this is something you do by faith and you do it. To God, hallelujah. You shout unto the Lord, hallelujah. You dance unto the Lord. You shout unto the Lord, hallelujah. And you give liberally. Tell somebody, I want more. If you want more, then you have to be like Jesus said, be thirsty. You want more? You be like that lady, you make room. You want more, you be like the, the prophet without season. You're not looking at the temporary things. You're looking at the eternal things, what God has said. Until God's word comes to pass, I'm not gonna stop in the name of Jesus. Let's bow our heads. Thank you, Lord. If you're thirsty, 
and dry. Look up to the sky. It's beginning to rain. It's beginning to rain. Hear the voice of my father. Saying that whosoever will come and drink of this water, I've promised to pour my spirit out on your sons and your daughters. If you thirsty and dry look up to the sky it's beginning to rain it's beginning to rain hear the voice of my father saying that who so Father, we thank you. If you're thirsty and dry, look up, look up. Yes. I hear the rain. I hear rain. I hear rain. I hear rain. I hear the rain of the harvest. I hear the rain of glory, hallelujah. I hear the rain of acceleration. I hear the rain, hallelujah, of elevation, hallelujah. Yes, yes, hallelujah. It's, it's beginning to nation and around the world is beginning. God is doing a new thing. The scenery is changing. All things are being smashed and broken down because of the voice of the Lord. The Lord is changing the scenery of time and seasons. The voice of the Lord is making things.
things happen in dry places in the wilderness even the wilderness of Kadesh he is shaking dry places hallelujah the voice of the Lord is shaking the United States of America hallelujah your personal lives the Lord is shaking ah, and that wish that wish cannot be shaken will be the only thing that will remain hallelujah the voice of the Lord is powerful don't give up in prayer 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 if you want more, Jesus said, I'm talking to those who are thirsty. Ah, I'm tired going through the motions. I'm tired doing traditions. I want more. I want more. You're in church, young people. You're in church, young people. And you say, I want more, Pastor Peabody. those who are not baptized with the Holy Ghost and with power the Lord gave you a thirst for his word a thirst for his presence hallelujah may the Lord impress upon your heart to make room in your time for prayer and for the word yes hallelujah and the Lord help you to pray unceasingly in Jesus name Amen Thanks for listening today If you love this podcast please subscribe, rate and give a review on iTunes To learn more about Bethel or to support this ministry financially please visit us at www.bethelcityofhope.com You can also connect with us via Facebook or Instagram at Bethel City of Hope. Thanks again. Have a great day.